Welcome to the Sikha this week on Project Lakut Sikhis. We're going to be learning Sikha Beis and Chelik Tezayin, Parshas Mishpatim, on page 251. So Sikha on the Rashi, one of the first Rashis in this week's Parsha. Funim Pasik Yisikna Vegaimah. The Pasik Yisikna, which is the beginning of the Halachis of an Evadivri, is Rashi Maitik Divertik Yisikna Evadivri. When is Mefarish, and Rashi explains what kind of an Eved are we talking about. Eved Shuhu Ivri. We're talking about a servant that's a Yid. Or maybe perhaps the meaning of Eved Ivri means an Eved that's serving an Ivri, which is an Eved Kanani referring to a non Jewish slave, Shalak Chasim Yisrael. And what it means when it says Eved Ivri that it was acquired from a Yid. So Eved Ivri means that he was bought from a Yid. And regarding this Eved that was bought from a Yid, the Pasuk says that he serves only for six years. And when it says in the Pasuk that an Eved Kanani is someone that remains an Eved forever and he's inherited by the next generation as well, that would be referring to an Eved Kanani that was acquired from a guy. So there are two different kinds of Eved Kananis. An Eved that was bought from a Yid, and an Eved that was bought from a guy. An Eved that's bought from a Yid serves only for six years, an Eved bought from a guy serves forever. So that's Belokoch Menanachri. Ava Belokoch Yisrael, But if he was bought from another Yid, he serves for six years. Talmud Loim Avachulu, Sarashi brings a raya for the fact that this Pasik, when it says Eved Ivri, does not mean an Eved serving an Ivri, meaning an Eved Kanani, but it actually means an Eved Shahu Ivri, that this Eved is an Ivri. So on this Rashi we have the following questions. Aleph, Der Pirish is the Chnar of Diverter Eved Ivri. Rashi is explaining the meaning of Eved Ivri, whether it means an Eved which is an Ivri or an Eved serving an Ivri. So when Rashi explains this, why does he bring from the Pasik the two words of Kisikna? You can't say, as Rashi is a Maitik, the reason Rashi brings the two words of Kisikna, because it's also from those two words, Kisikna, that you can bring a proof, or you could at least have a partial proof to the fact that we're talking over here about an Eved that is an Ivri and not an Eved Kanani serving an Ivri. Rashi is Mefarish Vaiter. In the next Rashi, on Kisikne, there Rashi says, As Kisikne, Muzich Rednen Anoifen Fumachru Bezden. Kisikne means that he was sold by the Bezden. And Rashi there proves it, that the person, the Eved, that's sold on his own is already said elsewhere. Here when it says Kisikne, it's talking about a Machru Bezden. Was das a shayich, nor by an Eved Ivri. A case of Machru Bezden is only by an Eved Ivri. A Bezden would sell an Eved Ivri that's sold, doesn't have what to pay, so then he gets sold by a Bezden. But that's not relevant at all by an Eved Kanani. So perhaps Rashi is bringing Kisikne and his Dibra Maschal because it's also those two words that brings the proof that we're talking about an Eved Shuhu Ivri. So this can't be the case, says the Rebbe. Why not? Weil Alev Otter Hechrich von Rashi. So this proof of Rashi, as da Retzach wegen Machru Bezden, that because it says Kisikne, we know it's talking about Machru Bezden, is nit von die Werte Kisikne. The proof is actually not from those two words of Kisikne. Namitzad Yitzure de Kra. The proof is from the fact when it says over here Kisikne, it can't be talking about an Eve that sold himself, because then it would be extra. There's another Pasuk where it talks about a person that's poor and sells himself as an Eved. So the words Kisikna itself don't prove anything. It's from the fact that it says in another place, So Rashi quoting the two words Kisikna doesn't prove anything. And Beis, it goes even further, the contrary. This proof, as Machru Bezden, Mitzad and Pasuk V'chiyomuch, that we know that we're talking about a Machru Bezden. And the proof is, because otherwise this Pasuk is redundant, because it already says somewhere else that a person sells himself, is Shayech, it's only a proof, Tafkela Acha, Mahotchena Hechacha, from Friyer, as though Retzach wegen Evet Shehu Ivri, Unit Evet Shalivri. That's only a proof once we establish that Kisikna Evet Ivri is actually talking about an Evet which is an Ivri. 
Then comes the question, if this Pasuk is talking about an Eved, which is an Ivri, so then why does it speak about the same thing by the Pasuk V'chiyam V'chachicha? It's redundant. And then we must conclude that here it's talking about a Machru Bezdin. So this whole conclusion that we're talking about a Machru Bezdin comes only after we establish that we're talking about an Eved, Shehu Ivri, not the reverse that because we know it's talking about a Machru Bezdin, therefore we could conclude that it's talking about an Evet Shehu Ivri and not an Evet Kanani. This is Mashma Oich from the Seide from the Pirushim and Rashi, as it's clear from also the way Rashi sets up his Pirushim, the order that he brings them. First, Rashi explains the identity of who the Eved Ivri is. And only afterwards does Rashi discuss the word Kisikna, that there's a redundancy that we already spoke about an Eved Ivri in another place. So it's clear that we don't first establish that we're talking about a Machru Bezdin. It's the other way around. We first establish we're talking about an Eved Ivri. And then Rashi comes and says, if so, it has to be talking about a Machru Bezdin and not an Eved Ivri that sold himself because that already sells elsewhere. So we cannot answer that Kisikna that Rashi brings here is part of the proof to, to say that we're talking about an Eved Shehu Ivri. So why does Rashi bring those two words? Here's another question there is, Vi kumt gar as the taich von Eved Ivri is Avdoi Shel Ivri. How is there even such a thought to say that the meaning of Eved Ivri means an Eved serving an Ivri? Chayre is mer poshit. Isn't it more simple as Eved, as Eved Ivri meant Eved Shehu Ivri? And Eved Ivri, meaning he is an Ivri, he is a Yid. And as we find this in many places in Teireh, and the Rebbe brings a few examples, by Nar Ivri, that he was a lad and Ivri, it, does, it means that he was an Ivri. Ivri goes on the word Nar. We find in a Pasuk in Nar, he had an Eved, which was a Mitzri. What the Pirish is, as Erot Kahat a Mitzri als an Eved. He had a Mitzri as an Eved, and not that the Eved was an Eved of a Mitzri. So that's the simple pshat of Eved Ivri. Eved Ivri means that he is an Ivri. So why does Rashi even entertain the, uh, the possibility that Eved Ivri means an Eved of an Ivri? And you find also when the Torah does want to tell you an Eved of somebody. So what does the Torah say there? Eved le'ishamaleki. An Eved for an Ishamaleki. As Bishas the Pasuk meant, Avdoi shelamaleki, zoktenet Eved amaleki. It doesn't simply say Eved amaleki, meaning the Eved of an amaleki, nor Eved le'ishamaleki. So if the Torah here would mean to say an Eved of an Ivri, it wouldn't just say Eved Ivri. It would say Eved le'ish Ivri. So it's pretty clear that Evadivri means an Evadivri in the simple sense that he is an Ivri. Why is it necessary to Rashi to go to such a long Arichis to prove this? So Mepharshim Zogin, so some of the Mepharshim say, as the Havamina, Avdoi Shel Ivri, the reason why there's a thought to say that Evadivri means an Eved of an Ivri is Mitzadamdiya Kaloshin Kisikne Evadivri. You're acquiring a slave. In other words, we're referring to him as a slave that even before you acquired him, he's already a slave. You're acquiring him as a slave. From mashma, and from that it seems, as a koyf taza was a shayin an evet friya. You're buying an individual that's already a slave. So therefore, it's more logical to say that it means an evet of an ivri, and you're buying this evet that was serving another ivri. He was already an evet when you bought him. So that's the Diak of Rashi, the word Eved. However, says the Rebbe, this proof is not strong enough. If in fact, the simple meaning of Eved Ivri, because it says that you are acquiring him as an Eved, so it means that he was an Eved before serving another Ivri. So Rashi should have immediately began with this pshat. And Rashi should have immediately said, that I would think because of the simple meaning of the word, that it means that you acquired someone that's already an Eved and he's an Eved serving an Ivri. Rashi should have began with this right away. And then Rashi would negate this and say, no, this is not the correct pshat. Talmud Loima, to prove that Eved Ivri means that he, the Eved himself is actually an Ivri. 
So why would Nashi begin immediately with this pshat saying right away, Eved, you bought him as an Eved, so that means that he was an Eved right when you bought him. From them was Rashi, so how does this Rashi work here? How does it start? Rashi starts with Eved Shuhu Ivri. When it says it means that the Eved is an Ivri. And then Rashi says, Oy Einoi. No, maybe not. Maybe it means Eved Shuhu Ivri. And then Rashi disproves that and comes back to his initial statement that it's an Eved Ivri. Why does Rashi write it in this way? Is Mochach, so it's clear, as Dos is the Ereshtes Vorevitzitaychen dem Posik. That's actually the most logical and initial way that Rashi starts with to explain the Pasik. And only afterward does Rashi bring up a possibility that maybe Eved Ivri means an Eved of an Ivri. But the simple pshat of the words Eved Ivri, like Rebbe pointed out before, is that the Eved is an Ivri. So our question remains, so why are we even bringing up the possibility that it means an Eved Shuhu Ivri? And Rashi goes back and forth. He starts off with the simple pshat. Rashi himself, by starting off with that, makes it clear that that is the simple pshat. An Eved which is an Ivri. Then Rashi says, no, maybe not. And then he comes back and brings a proof to that. Why does Rashi have to go through all of this? Gimel, the third question here is, Favos Rashi Bavaran and Do. Why is Rashi here? Answering Umani that if over here it means an Eved of an Ivri and he's an Eved Kanani, and the Pasuk says he only works for six years, so Rashi explains, so then what would I do with a Pasuk that it says later in Parshas Bahar that an Eved Kanani is actually an Eved forever? Why is Rashi answering that question here? That's a question that comes up only much later when you'll come there in Parshas Bahar in the end of Seyfi Vayikra. So there you have to answer such a question. If in fact over here, Eved Ivri means an Eved Kanani. Why does Rashi answer that question here? This entire Rashi is a quote from the Mechilte. It's known as a spoken, it's been spoken many times. As Alts was Rashi schreibt the Pirushi Alatere is Muchrach from Pashto Saksuvim. Everything Rashi brings is understood and proven from the simple Pshar and the Pasik Al Asar, right over here. Other Tzazamim with them was Matgalaren Freer, or based on something that we learned before the Pasik you're learning now. And over here, our question is why is Rashi addressing something that only comes up later in the end of Chomish Vayikra? Rashi is quoting the Mechilte, but does not mention the fact that he took it from the Mechilte, like he does sometimes. So the fun is verstandig, as the ganze Pirish, everything that he's bringing from the Mechilte is Mokrach Alpi Shutei Shomikra Da. There's a raya. Everything Rashi is saying is relevant for the understanding of the Poshet, the Pshara, the Pasik right over here. So the Rebbe's question over here on this Rashi is, why is Rashi even grappling with this translation, Eved Ivri? It seems to be a very simple, straightforward translation, an Eved, which is an Ivri, and yet Rashi is quoting a Mechilte that entertains the possibility that it means an Eved, Shell Ivri, that an Eved that serves an Ivri. Why is Rashi even bringing that up? And Rashi goes even to the length to explain a Pasik in end of Chomish Vayikra, which is totally irrelevant for the Pasik here. The Abir Bazer, so the explanation of this Rashi is as follows. A state for in Pasik. The Pasik earlier tells us about the Yidin when they came out of Mitzrayim. As by Yitzis Mitzrayim, Hom Yidin mitgenommen from Mitzrayim, Asach, Klikesa, Vechliza, Vecholo. They brought along with them a lot of gold and silver. The Noch is by Zay Biz. They even got even more gold and silver by the Yamsuf after it spit out all the gold and silver from the Mitzrayim. As Rashi there says, when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu had to pull the Yidin away from the Yamsuf, he see on Balkarcham against their will, he took them away from there. The Mitzrayim adorned their horses with gold, silver, and jewelry. And the Yidin were finding them at the side of the Yam. And the gold and silver that they got at that point was even greater and more than what they took out of Mitzrayim. So what do we see from all of this? Does haste? 
as by all Yidin is Mekoyim geworden, die Avtoche, as they will have a Rechush Godel. By all Yidin, the promise to Avraham Avinu was fulfilled that the Yidin all came out extremely rich from all the gold and silver. From them is moving with Pashtos. So if so, it's simply understood. As in Amatsuf and Azag Reisa Shirus, by Yidin, when Yidin are so rich, is Damod and given Shaykh Amitsis as a Yid Zilver and Anevet. So it's not something which is at all possible that a Yid should be sold as an Evet for any reason. Which only happens when a person is poor and he sells himself as an Evet, or if he steals and he has to be sold as an Evet because he doesn't have what to pay. So even if there was a Yid that stole in that time period, but he definitely had what to pay up, they were so rich. So there would be no reason for a Yid to be sold as an Evet. This is the first parsha that comes immediately after Matan Yamsov, Just a short time after Yidin leave Mitzrayim and after Kriyas Yamsov is Mistaver. So isn't it logical? As first and foremost, that the Eibishter, now he gave the Yidin the Teireh. So what's the first thing that the Eibishter should speak about to the Yidin? Something that's relevant. The new Teireh that he gave them, the Eibishter should speak to them, the halachas and the mitzvahs that's relevant for them, right then. And like you see that the Eibishter actually did in the end of Parshish Yisra. V, like what it says there, Do not make for me idols of silver or gold. The Mizbeach should be made out of earth. Mizbeach of Vanam Tassili, a Mizbeach of stones. Unit, or the Lav Dafke, Mizbeach Kesavazov, and not a Mizbeach that would necessarily have to be made from silver or gold. Chach, and why is this one of the mitzvahs that's brought up right after Matan Teire? Chach, Yederif, and Zayat Kahat, Aribui Kesavazov. They had enough gold and silver to build the Abishar a beautiful gold or silver Mizbeach. So therefore, this is a mitzvah that's relevant right then to tell the Yidin, don't use your gold and silver to build me a Mizbeach. So that, as we see, so the Abishar is giving them a mitzvah or speaking to them about something which is important right then. So now the question comes, so how about here? Be'elam Mishpatim, one of the first mitzvahs right after Matan Teireh. The Ribber, so now, Noch, the Virashi is Maitik Evet Shuhu Ivri. After Rashi lets you know that when you read the words Evet Ivri in the Pasik, what's the simple translation of Evet Ivri? An Evet, which is an Ivri. As the Loshen Evet Ivri main Pepashtus Evet Shuhu Ivri. That's the meaning of those words. However, Rashi has to clarify, Maybe, in fact, we should say that we're talking about an Evet Kanani that's serving an Ivri. And why is this? Because of the continuation and the place where this mitzvah is said, is the Svarim Achayev, so it's logical to say, as the Retzach wegen Avdoi Shel Ivri. A guy, an Evet Kanani that's serving an Ivri. Evet Kanani shalakhasim Yisrael, an Evet Kanani that you acquired from another Yid. We balt as Yidin, Yedder Ivri Otan, balt noch Bizes Mitzrayim, or Bizes Ayam Kanal Gahat, or Chush Gadl. Because as we pointed out before, all Yidin were very rich at that time. Gahat Echavadu Mushvachis. And therefore, besides the fact that what the Rebbe said before, there was no Yid that had to be sold as an Evet. So it's not logical to say that suddenly now we're speaking about an Evet Ivri, but it's also logical to say that Yidin had Rechush Gadol, including Avadim and Shvachis. They made sure to have as much servants as they needed, as they wanted, in order to be able to serve them. And they, they used this money, as the Rebbe here points out in the Ha'ara, they bought from the merchants of Goyim around them, or they... Uh, However, they got the servants, Evet Kananan. But if they were so rich, they definitely had maid servants and, and other slaves that helped them, that served them. So that's something that would be very relevant to speak to them right here. And you actually see that in the Aseres Adibris itself, the Ebesh speaks about the slaves that he didn't own, your slaves and your maids. So, true Evet Ivri in the simple translation means an Evet which is an Ivri. However, looking at the place where this mitzvah comes, it's not logical to say that the first mitzvah the Ebesha speaks about is an Eved, which is an Ivri. Which Yid became an Eved at that point? Rather, it's, it is logical to say that the Yidim were very rich, and they had servants, maids, and therefore the Titus is telling me the halachis of an Eved Kanani that they had at that point. So 
Sophia ben Chomish Lemikra can bestellen die Shaila. But now, if we're going to in fact say that we're talking about an Evet Kanani, which is more logical because of the time period and the Yidin situation, but then another question would come up. The child already had learned earlier. As Avram Avinu had Kahat an Evet, Avram Avinu also owned a slave, Eliezer. And he was his Eved from before the time of Brisbane And he remained to be Avram Avinu's slave tens of years later. He was the Shliach sent to make the Shidduch for Yitzchak. That's many, many years later. So Rashi already told us that Avram fulfilled all of Teire even before it was given. Is wie kommt das, as Avram hat gehalten an Evet Kanani, Eliezer, as Eifelion. So how is it possible that Avram Avinu kept Eliezer for so many years? And he did not fulfill what the Teire here says, as Sheishonim Yavid, who was Shvi, that at the seventh year he goes out free. Oi, das meint, ivri. If we're going to say, like it would seem from the context and the place where this posse comes in, that we're in fact talking about an Evet Kanani, and the Tate is saying regarding an Evet Kanani that he only works for six years and then the seventh year he goes out free, so the question becomes, what's with Avram Avinu that fulfilled all the Tate? How did he keep Eliezer for all, this, all these years? And he didn't go out free after six years. So as soon as Rashi suggests that maybe we're talking about an Evet Kanani, so right here Rashi has to address this. Nor, however, how does Rashi address this? Instead of Rashi bringing this question regarding Avram's conduct, so Rashi chooses to bring this question, but he brings it from another source that makes the question even stronger. Where there's a clear mitzvah in the Torah regarding an Evet Kanani, the Pasuk clearly says that an Evet Kanani is to be kept and worked for, it works forever. But when Ashi brings up that question from Visnachalta Moisam, he's not coming to address the contradiction from a Pasuk in Parshas Bahar. Because the Benchamish Lemikra reading the Parsha here doesn't have that question. He's really answering the question that the Benchamish Lemikra has from Eliezer Eved Avram. How did Avram keep Eliezer for such a long period of time? Rashi is addressing it by bringing up this question in a stronger form by showing you that the Teda itself says that this is the mitzvah to work with an Eved Kanani forever. So we, therefore, we have a contradiction over here. And Rashi says, that there's a difference who the Evet was brought from. If he was brought from another guy, Avram bought Eliezer from a Nachri. So in such a case, he's supposed to work with him forever. Which is not the case when it comes to an Evet that's brought from another Yid. On this, the Titus says over here, only six years and not any longer. This is, so we understand why Rashi entertains the idea that Eved Ivri means an Eved working for an Ivri. Because this is what makes more sense to say the Pasuk is speaking about at this time in history, right after Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim and right after Matan Teira. This explains why Rashi also quotes the two words of Kisikna. Those two words strengthens Rashi's conclusion that we're not talking about an Eved, Kanani, that's working for an Ivri, but we're in fact talking about an Eved, which is an Ivri. Those two words, Kisikne, are actually extra. The Pasuk could have immediately began with the actual din that it wants to say. It's not telling you any halacha about how to buy him and about buying him. It's talking about how long he stays as an Eved. So it could immediately say, As we find in many places in Titus similar. Like it says in this week's Pasha as well. So here as well, why doesn't the Torah just tell you the halacha it wants to say about the Evet without giving the introduction, ki sikna, if it'll happen that you'll buy an Evet. Loshin ki sikna, when it says ki sikna, if you will buy, main tapu'ule ba'asit. What is that emphasizing? We're talking about something that could happen in the future. Abe ba'ayve is noch di pu'ule nita. But in the present, this is not yet here. 
and it's even more so over here, as we pointed out before, having an Eved Ivri in this time period after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is really not at all possible. Yidn were rich enough and there was no scenario of an Eved Ivri. So when it says Ki Sikna, the Torah is emphasizing that having an Eved Ivri is something that will happen in the future. But it's not really something that's relevant now. Mele is from Dem Muchach. The fact that the Torah adds those two words, Ki Sikna, emphasizing that we're speaking about something that could happen in a future time in history. We're talking about acquiring an Eved, which is an Ivri. At that time period, it wasn't possible. And we're not speaking about an Evet Kanani. An Evet serving an Ivri. If we would be speaking about an Evet Kanani, why would the Torah be saying that this is only something for the future? On the contrary, if they were so rich, so we definitely could assume that they did have a Vodan Kananim presently, right then. So why would the Torah write Kisikna? We definitely cannot say that at that time period it was not common for a year to have an Evet Kanani. It probably was common. They were all very rich and they probably had maids and slaves to serve them. So therefore, the term Kisikna is part of the proof to say that we're talking about something later in history, in the future. Not in this time period, because that now there was no evidivri. That's why Rashi brings the two words of Kisikna in the Dibra Maschal. However, the question still remains with what we started off with. Why, in fact, does the Teire immediately after Matan Teire begin with this halacha about an evidivri? something which was not at all common, and why doesn't the Torah begin with a mitzvah, with a halacha, which is common, which is presently relevant? And especially this scenario of buying this evidivri in this parsha is a We're talking about something that happened as a result of this person stealing. And he was obligated to pay. Sometimes you pay, have to pay five times as much as a penalty, sometimes four or twice as much, as the parasha here later says. If he has no money to pay, so then he's sold into slavery. So why doesn't the title start the story from the beginning? Why doesn't the Torah begin to tell you what happened here? This person stole, and you're not allowed to steal. And then he's obligated to pay. How much is he obligated to pay? And then if he can't pay, so then he's sold as an Eved. So we have two questions here. First of all, why is this the mitzvah right after Matan Torah if it's not relevant for this time period? The Ebesh is telling us a mitzvah, key sikna, only for the future. And besides that, even looking at this mitzvah in itself, Eved Ivri is sort of the end of a story that began with Gneva. And then not being able to pay for that neighbor. So why didn't the Teire start from the beginning? Why is this Eved Ivri the first thing that the Teire speaks about? Since this is a simple question in the Pshat of the Pasik, isn't it So Rashi, which answers all questions, why does Rashi not answer this question? We find other Mepharshim, the Avnezra, the Ramban, the Barbanel, and so on. They do answer this. Why is this mitzvah Their Pshad is not exactly addressing every question that comes up in the simple reading of the Pasik. Rashi does. So certainly Rashi should address this. Maybe you'll argue and say, this is not a kind of a question that Rashi addresses. This is not a question you could ask in the simple chat of a Pasik. In the chat of the Pasik, there isn't necessarily an explanation for the place where the Teireh decides to, to put the mitzvahs, the time period. Where the Ebesha says the mitzvahs doesn't necessarily have to have an adequate explanation according to the Pshutish Mikra. 
So we can't say that here. But Om Sin, right here in the beginning of this week's Pasha, is Rashi Madgish, Ve'ela, Moisef Alarishainim, that when the Torah says Ve'ela, the Torah is now saying the Mishpatim. It's adding, it's coming as a continuation to before, Ma'arishainim Isinai. Just like before, the Aseris Adibris were given from the Abishra on Sinai, Afeilu Misinai, and so too this is Misinai. And then Ashi goes on to say, Vilamma Nismcha. Rashi does address why these, this comes right here, right after Aseris Adibris. So we see that Rashi in Shal Mikra is addressing the Smichus of why it says right after the Amatnteire, uh, these mitzvahs, but besides this, according to what we said before, is the problem over here with the fact that this mitzvah said right here and now, not long after the Eden got all this riches from the Yam and from Mitzrayim, the Svara from Kesalkadaitach in them Pirish Rashi as their Pasik Retnet Veganevadivri, no Veganevadkanani. The fact that this is the time period that it was said is the reason why Rashi entertained the idea that we are actually talking about an Evet Kanani. So we see that in Pshut Mikra, Rashi is definitely taking into account the smichas of the time period when it was said. That's something that does have to be addressed. This, this itself is the Pshat and our Rashi, why we are saying, or we had the idea to say, that we're talking about an Evet Kanani. So if so, we should address the question, according to the conclusion that we're talking about an Evet why in fact did the Teireh, choose to say the halacha of Evedivri now, right after Matan Teireh, in a time period when this halacha is completely irrelevant. V'oid v'ike, another very important point. Do kendach netzayin ki sikne Evedivri, edem paskind, dem din v'nimka b'knevasi. As the Rebbe pointed out, there's another question here, really. Forget about the fact that we have a question of how is this connected to Matan Teireh, and how is this connected to this time period. Besides that, the Torah is giving us a mitzvah talking about the Evet being sold by a Bezdin, which is at the end of a whole story. Why didn't the Torah begin with the Gneva and with the halachas of payment for Gneva and then with the fact that he can't pay? So the, the Torah choosing to talk specifically about an Evet Ivri right over here, right after Matan Torah, the end of a whole story of a mitzvah seems to be totally out of place. How do we address this question? Rashi doesn't seem to address this. So we can say, as Rashi, Rashi does clarify the reason for this with something that he says later in the Pasha. And there Rashi says as follows, when it comes to the Eved that wants to remain on further after six years, so there's a mitzvah of uh, drilling a hole through his ear. And the reason is, what's the reason why we drill a hole in his ear? We call Shari Vadam when we choose the ear from all other limbs in the body, Shabagov. It's this ear that heard the Abish saying at Har Sinai, do not steal. And he went and he did steal. Should be drilled a hole into it to remind it that the ear should have listened. And when we speak about an Eva that sold himself into slavery, so why is the ear being drilled? The ear that heard the Abish saying, My children, the Yidin, are my servants. And he went and he acquires an Evet for himself, should also be drilled, his ear should be drilled. So we see right over here that Rashi is telling us that regarding this Evet, there is a specific Indian that connects it directly to Har Sinai, as the Rebbe will now explain. So the explanation of what's unique about this mitzvah of Evedivri that I see here, by andere mitzvahs, gefinden it as the teires al madgezayn, the shaykhes from the mschar mitzvah zu der mitzvah. When it comes to other mitzvahs, we don't find the teire emphasizing, clearly explaining what exactly is the connection of the reward of a mitzvah to the mitzvah itself. There are many mitzvahs that the teire doesn't say a reward at all, what the reward is. Even those mitzvahs that the teire does say the reward, it does not explain in the Torah the connection of the reward to the mitzvah. Or bedogme, for example, the mitzvah from Kibbutz Eim, Pasir Schar is Laman Yerichin Yamecha Goyme, honoring your parents will give you long life. Is Neisif Evdem, was the Schar is Nit Nikke Balt Noch the Mitzvah. This is a kind of reward which is not recognized at, right after you fulfill the mitzvah. Nolacha Ariches Man Rav, it's only recognized after a long period of time. Is in the Mohusa Schar Nit Kentik the Shaykhis to the Mitzvah Dafke. 
the schar of long life, you don't see necessarily what is the connection to the mitzvah of kibbedavein. Well, that is similar by when it comes to the different punishments. The, the usual that the Torah speaks about, you don't see the, the specific connection that there is to this Aveda. That you're obligated that you get these punishments for them. That's when it comes to all mitzvahs or Avedis. Here, what's unique about an Avedi is here the Titus explains how the punishment is connected and is caused by the Aveda itself. You drill a hole in the ear. Because this is a mitzvah that this ear heard on Har Sinai. Whether it's Leisignoiv or Kalibin Yisrael Avadim. So here the Titus is showing you that it's an Einish that is, is fitting and as a result of what the Aveda itself was. The Rebbe clarifies, When do you drill a hole in the ear of an Eved? You don't do this as soon as the Aveda of being an Evedivri happened. You don't do it as soon as he steals. You don't do it as soon as he sells himself into slavery. Only after six years, and he says, I love my master, I love my wife that I married here, and my children here, and therefore I refuse to go out free. It's only at that point that you drill his ear. However, as Rashi points out, the drilling of the ear is not coming as a punishment for the fact that he wants to remain in slavery, the fact that he says he loves his master. Nor the far, it's really a punishment for what happened before. As Rashi clearly says, it's drilling the ear because he didn't listen to a signal that was said at Har Sinai. Or he didn't listen to what it was said that he shouldn't have sold himself into slavery. So is that which really is the cause for his ear to be drilled, because either he stole, he stole that is, or he sold himself into slavery. So it's related to that, and not to the Ahafteas, Adonias, Ishteas, Bonai. However, we do wait until later to drill his ear, as the Rebbe explains in a different Sikha, which we learned a year ago in Chelek Aleph, that we only wait to see that he's actually persistent in this Aveda, and it didn't come just from a difficult situation that he was in. But once he persists in this Aveda, we see that he was over the Geneva, and it was done willingly, and he sold himself into slavery, and he wants to remain into slavery. So the drilling of the ear is either because of Geneva, or because he sold himself into slavery. And it's related to what he heard at Har Sinai. So there, so here we could see that this mitzvah of Eved Ivri is uniquely related to Har Sinai. The myth is Mavuer, what's Kisikna Eved Ivri Gaimer, is the Ersh, the Funimishpatim, was the Tayre Zaktan, take of Lachamat and Tayre Bar Sinai. So with this we understand why this is the first mitzvah that the Tayre says right after Matan Tayre on Har Sinai. By an Eved Ivri Zetzechon, when it comes to an Eved Ivri, you can clearly see. In Zayn Einish, when it comes to the punishment of an Evadivri that wants to remain an Evadivri, but Oifen Golib and Nikir in a very clear, recognized way, Oich in Zayn Guf Hagashmi, and it's noticeable even in this Einish that's done in his physical body, their Verbund von Zayn Mishpat mit Har Sina, the connection of his Mishpat to Har Sina. By all mitzvahs, there isn't even necessarily an explanation that the Taita tells us regarding this Schar or the Einish. Here there is. And what is that Hezber? That it's directly related to Har Sinai. So therefore, this is a mitzvah that expresses a connection, a clear and direct connection to Har Sinai. That's why it comes right over here. So based on this, is a chiddish ikri in the dinim from Evedivri. We see a very important and, and a powerful chiddish that you find only by an Evedivri. Der nit unfolgen from the onzog Bahar Sinai. What is the Aveda really about? When a person sells himself into slavery, or he steals and he gets sold into slavery, what's really the, the Aveda, the essence of what this Aveda is about is the fact that he didn't listen to what was said to him by Har Sinai. When the Abish said, Le Signoiv and Kalibane Avodim. By all other Avedas. So it's an Aveda that he was even on a particular Aveda that he did. 
these two Averis we see in the Einish that the Teireh is emphasizing that the issue here is that you didn't listen to Matan Teireh. You didn't listen to what the Avish said at Har Sinai. That's what's unique about this uh, Averi here, this Indian of Avedivri. And when it says that he doesn't have what to pay, and then it's too, it's, it's, it's too, too, the payment is too high and he can't pay up the geneva that he stole, is a sibich That's just the external cause that brings it to this situation. So the title doesn't bother telling you the whole history and the beginning of the story of how it comes to it that this person gets sold into slavery because that's not the main point there. The title is trying to point out that here by an Eved Ivri, when the title says you drill a hole in his ear, from this I see that Eved Ivri is a kind of mitzvah or actually an Aveda that expresses something that the person didn't listen to what the Ebesha says as Har Sinai. So this is a mitzvah that comes first, that emphasizes the importance Paying attention of listening to what the Abish said at Har Sinai. Is there Saimich din Evadivri to Elumi Sinai? So therefore the place where the Taita puts this is by Sinai. And the Taita does not clearly spell out the history of how this happened, that he first stole, and that he didn't have money. That the Taita does not explicitly say. It does put it right near Har Sinai, so you should understand that the reason why it's being said here is because this is a mitzvah that uniquely expresses the fact that a yid should listen to what the Ebesha said at Har Sinai. The fact that this is related to the person that stole and he didn't pay up is only hinted. It's hinted in the Veratza Oznoi that he didn't listen to Loi Signoi, so you know that this is talking about Geneva. But the Torah doesn't bother telling me the whole history of what was said here. First the Geneva, what should have been said here. First the Geneva, and then he couldn't pay, because that's not the main point. That, that wouldn't be relevant to say here, in this point of history. At this point of history, it's not going to be common for anybody to steal. And even if yes, it would be very uncommon that you shouldn't be able to pay back. The main thing is to bring it right near Har Sinai, because this is a mitzvah that expresses the idea that a yid has to listen to what the Ebesha said on Har Sinai. So we have our Hezbo over here, Apipshuti Shomikra. Why Rashi goes through the whole discussion over here, Benigea, to the meaning of Eved Ivri. The simple shot of the words Evadivri is Evadivri. However, looking at this point of history, Rashi has to clarify that perhaps we should say we're talking about an Evad Kanani, because at that point it's not logical to say that any Eden was sold into slavery at all. And that, therefore Rashi has to prove that we in fact are speaking about an Evadivri. And there is a unique reason why the title brings this here, because this is a mitzvah where we find an Einish that expresses the listening to Har Sinai. That's the Hezbollah of Ipshutai Shomikra. Now the Rebbe will explain of Pichsidis the reason why Eved Ivri is the first mitzvah, or one of the first mitzvahs right after Matanteida. Al oh, sorry, there's just one more paragraph, uh, one more ice over here where the Rebbe concludes the subject, the Negeet of Pshutai Shomikra, and then we come to the Pshat of Pichsidis. Now, based on what we said before, when Rashi brings the words kisikne, this gives an additional clarification in the fact that the Torah is specifically choosing to speak about an Eved Ivri because this is a follow-up, it's related to Matan Torah. Having a yid as a slave, being an evadivri, would be something that was common and relevant at that time period. So that would be the reason why this din was set first, because it's relevant right then. It is relevant right after Matan Teira. This is something which is only for the future and in a seldom situation. It's not common at all. So the Torah can't be saying it here and now for this reason. So this is what forces us to say as the time was the din is The only reason that the Torah is saying the mitzvah of Eved Ivri here and now is it's only because it has a unique connection to Har Sinai, as the Rebbe explained before, as we see in the Einish of Sinai. So this is an additional clarification that you can see here that this must be connected to Har Sinai, and for no other reason is the Ebesha saying it now. So now that I've explained, I'll pick this. I'll pick this. This is much sweeter and much geschmacker according to Chesidus. 
about the ganze mechoven from tachlis of matan teira is what's the entire purpose of matan teira? Oivtzeton durch teira mitzvahs den birur vezichoch in the inyanim from velt. It's all to elevate and to transform and to refine the world itself. Mashenkin the teira mitzvahs from the avos because far matan teira all the teira mitzvahs that was fulfilled by the avos even before matan teira that the chad nit palgev and ashinoi in gashmius from velt. It did not bring about a change. It didn't actually transform the physical world itself. That's one of the main accomplishments of Matan So therefore, is that Ereshte fundi mishpatim lacha Matan So what's the first of the mitzvahs after Matan Teire? Azat sivi v'din vasidim zetzich begalui v'Matan Teire payolt oich in Gashmi Yisraelam. The Teire chooses a mitzvah where we could see the objective of Matan Teire that it's here to affect and elevate the physical world, we can see it in this mitzvah. This is expressed in the level of the Avedis Hashem that's hinted in an Avedivri. The Teiris of Chassidus is mevayet, as, as it's explained in my modem of Chassidus, the Drei Madregis, that when the Teiris speaks about the three different individuals, an Aved Kenani, an Avedivri, so there's the slave, which is an Eved Kanani, an Eved Ivri, a Yiddish servant, and an Ome Ivri, a Yiddish maid. In Avedis Hashem, these are actually three different levels in a Yid serving the Eivishter, the Nefeshad, and regarding every person. Eved Kanani, the level of an Eved Kanani is there, was the Nefeshad Bahamas is by Bitokfai. This is an individual that his animal soul is very strong. Avde Be'evkeire Nichale, like a slave that wants to be free and do whatever his heart desires. And in his heart, he has a strong Nefesh Bahamas that's drawn into all the lusts of the world. In action, he, he disciplines himself and does what he's supposed to because of his fear that he has of his master. Like an Evet Kanani, which is a guy that is wants to be free for all, yet he's afraid of, of punishment, of consequence from his master, so therefore he accepts the yoke of his master and does what he has to. But internally, he's struggling and has a tremendous desire to do otherwise. That's the level of an Evet Kanani. The level of an Evet Divri is someone in an he's on a higher level. By aims and in meyer the midis for nefeshalakis. This is an individual that is ivri. His neshama, his godly soul, is shining stronger in nefeshah bahamis, and it even affects his nefeshah bahamis as well. Bezas oich by the nefeshah bahamis is doat chukal Hashem that he could bring a desire to connect to the eibister that even his animal soul should have such a desire. However. An Evedivri is not an individual that has been fully transformed to Kedusha. That he should not have any desire for Elam at all. So this, nefesh, this uh, Evedivri is a Benini. He's actually a higher level of a Benini. I mean, in the Maimarim it explains that even the Evid Kanani is on a level of a Benini, but that's a much lower level of a Benini. Someone that the fact that he's fulfilling what he's supposed to is just in the Maise B'Poyal Mamish, but internally his Nefesh Bahamis has not been affected by his Neshama at all, and he has total desire for Elam Haza. And Evid Ivri is on a higher level. His Ivri is more revealed. It does impact his, his Nefesh Bahamis. However, it's not fully transformed. And therefore he still has desire for Elam Haza. And here the Rebbe points out, how you can see this hinted in the difference between an Eved Ivri and Eved Kanani in the simple sense. Al derech via an Eved was brengt darein in hoiz. Alle et starchi is for the bnei bayis from achilu shtiya. An Eved Ivri is typically someone that does not such dirty work outside in the field. An Eved Kanani is someone that's a slave working out in the field. He's outdoors. He's there working in the, with, the, with the produce and the grain in the field. And he doesn't bring it at all into the home. And that is referring to David Kanani that doesn't even begin at all any tr- process of transformation of making the food available for the people in the house to consume. He's out in the field. And Eved Ivri, however, refers to a person that does cleaner work. He brings the food into the house for the people to eat. However, says in the case of the Eved Ivri, yes, he brings the food into the house, but it's not yet prepared in the kitchen, cooked, baked for a person to eat. His work does not entail preparing the food and making it available for human consumption. So he is 
the beginning of the process of bringing what's outside, inside into the house, which hints to the fact that he's an individual that his nefesh alikis is affecting his nefesh bahamis. However, it's not yet the full transformation. The Aveda of the maidservant, which is in the kitchen and preparing the food, and now it's available for human consumption, is was the taivis umidis for nefeshabahamis veranis hapachlikedusha. This hints to an individual that has fully and totally transformed the lusts of his nefeshabahamis, completely turned, turned over to holiness. Biz, as ein is nor to elikos. This is a tzaddik or a tzaddik gomor, which is on a level that has been totally transformed to godliness. That's the Oma Ivriya. So now we can understand why the Eved Ivri is unique. And the myth is Mubon. So based on this, we can understand was the Aschalaf and the Mishpatim, Lacha Matan Teireh, the beginning of the Mishpatim after Matan Teireh, was thus bring the Reis, the Pu'ula for Matan Teireh in Veld. It's coming to express the effect that Matan Teireh has on transforming the world. Is Mitidinim for Nevedivri. We begin the first step, the first stage of this Aved of transformation starts with an Evedivri. Valdos, Evedivri is the Ascholos Aved of Nayid and Lachamat and Teireh, because the Evedivri represents the beginning of a Yid's Aved after Mat and Teireh, which is Poilzai, Oifu Nefesh Bahamas, on Inyane Oilam Bachlal, as is all Nishtana Verin, on Arankum and in Rishusa Kedusha. Beginning the process of your neshama affecting your nefeshabamis and the world in general to elevate them and bring them into the domain of holiness. That's the nefeshulik. That, that's the uh, evadivity, the, the beginning of the process. Mashaink in the avoda of an evad kanani. On the other hand, the avoda of an evad kanani is not the talking shini amiti and zayin midis vavaderach zebechelke boilam. He is an individual that's not yet causing any transformation. His avoda is outdoors. He's in actuality in practical life doing what he's supposed to, but there's no transformation in the tithes of his nefesh abraham is taking place yet. So the evad kanani is sort of a pre matnutayre kind of avoda. It's the evadivity which expresses the beginning of the process where a person starts to make a transformation in his Nefesh Bahamas. So that's the beginning. That's the first mitzvah that comes right after Matan Teireh. And then following this, comes the next mitzvah in the parasha, the Hemshech HaAveda, which is letting us know what the next step in a person's Aveda is. You come to be a maidservant, when one could totally transform the midis of his Nefesh Bahamas. And matters in the world in general. That everything in the world should become a dwelling for the Abishter in the world.